You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about guided decision-making. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hello, how are you doing today? Oh, are you going to listen to this episode now? Oh, I mean, maybe you could listen while you walk the dog or, you know, you could do it while you cook dinner. Maybe tomorrow is better. I mean, you do have that long drive. Ugh, so many decisions to make in our lives. And we have these amazing brains that are installed inside of us that are literally designed to help us make decisions. Brains are so fun. While I was preparing for this episode, I kind of got sidetracked on this idea of like, oh, the human brain, is it one of the best for making decisions? So I anyway, there's an article in the show notes if you want to learn a little bit more about human brains stack up to other mammals on a variety of vectors. So speaking of decisions, I use some of my life energy deciding to go and explore that topic. It's so fun to think about my brain, your brain, and all the thousands of brains that I've worked with over the last years. And I'm going to share my personal observations today as well as bring in a little bit of other perspectives from researchers on decision-making. Now, I want to point out, of course, that every single one of us has our own responsibility for making our own decisions for ourselves. And this episode isn't intended to be an instruction. It's not recipes. It's just another suggestion. Decision-making is something I think a lot about. It's something I teach a lot about. And I want you to decide for yourself whether to take in any of these ideas or throw them out entirely, because the decision is up to you. Dr. Mary Steffel is a professor of marketing at Northeastern Universities, and she studies how people make decisions. She describes her challenges of picking out tea at Tivana. It led her to think about decision-making more generally. The rest of her presentation talks about experiments that her team ran and advice that she's offered different companies and organizations and governments about how to help people make decisions. One of the things that came out in the research that they did is that humans can help decision-making processes in each other. That when we get guides, when we have guided decision-making in partnership with other people, we actually do a better job of choosing something than just walking away with nothing and deciding to just give up on the decision altogether. In her talk, she was talking about um, selecting tea from all these different varieties or selecting a health insurance plan that when there's somebody there to guide and ask questions and, you know, dig into preferences, etc., that then those people are able to make a decision and make a decision that they feel better about. 
And that can be the case that sometimes giving up on making a decision or getting stuck in our own brains, doing the old pros and cons thing. Sometimes people miss out on opportunities that way. Have you ever missed out on an opportunity while you were like, I don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? Or seen people that you care about. And then on the flip side, sometimes there are people who will crowdsource a decision. What do you think I should do? And then that just makes them more confused. One thing that seems to be very true is that most people worry about making a wrong decision because then they'll have a feeling of regret in the future. They'll not be nice to themselves if they make the wrong decision. They'll think other people will not be nice to them about it. There's a lot of pressure of making the right decision. And on the flip side of that is, oh, if I make the wrong decision, I'm going to disappoint myself and other people, especially people I care about. Oh, it's quite a conundrum. And it presents us with a decision about how we can make decisions we feel good about, including how we can make decisions where we feel good about who we involve to help us break out of that analysis paralysis that can happen. I don't like the label good decision. I don't really like the labels good or bad because they're so subjective. But I like the idea of playing with defining what is a well-formed or a well-made decision. And I think those terms speak to the fact that decision-making can be crafted with attention to how the decision is assembled. I'm going to play with this phrase, well-formed decisions, made intentionally and with strategy. I would define a well-formed decision as something that balances the resources at hand with the expected resources in the future, whether that's time, money, people, you know, other types of investments. Well-formed decisions are made without expending undue energy or generating personal suffering in the process. A well-formed decision is made with kindness and compassion for the decision-maker. And a well-formed decision is made with help where appropriate. Let's summarize. The well-informed decision has four parts. It's made, one, by balancing the resources currently and expected to be available in the future. The second is without expending too much energy in the process of making the decision. The third is with kindness and compassion for the decision maker. And fourth, with help where appropriate. And being really intentional about who you bring in. So what does that mean? Balancing the resources at hand with the expected resources in the future. This could be thinking about like, oh, okay, so if I spend the money now, is it going to have a return on investment? If I make this decision to say no, is it going to cost me something in the future? In the making of this decision, I will be saying yes to some things and no to other things. And what's the possible impact of those paths? That can be very helpful in, in guiding your decision-making process. The second piece is without expending undue energy 
or generating personal suffering in the process. I think sometimes when we're making decisions, we're doing too much research. We are maybe in some sort of trauma-like response or some sort of instinctive response like fight, flight, freeze. It can come up sometimes when we're making a decision where it feels like the options have too much cost. That can also mean having conversations with other people where it doesn't really move you forward. And then, of course, having kindness and compassion for the decision maker. This has been a rough lesson for me to learn uh, personally, and it's just one that's really come up a lot in my personal life, is that no matter what, I remind myself that when I have been faced with a decision, I have have brought all of my resources to bear on making the best decision I could, given what I knew and had available at the time and what I understood about the consequences. A lot of us are trained to be super-duper judgmental and self-shaming about decisions we've made in the past, and it can be a difficult thing to unwind. And then, of course, the well-formed decision which is really the inspiration for this podcast, is made with help of guides, decision-making helpers, good listeners, different perspectives. Now, I think we are taught, socialized, that decision-making is a very logical exercise. You weigh the pros and the cons and select the obvious winner. And yet, even in small decisions, this is not very simple, and logic is not always the best way to lead a decision because some things aren't logical, or the logic doesn't help reveal the future. So whether we're picking which trail to choose for a hike, or we're picking whether we want to make a career change, these things can seem very mentally taxing when we bring in the standard decision-making pro-con, select-the-obvious-winner protocol. It's not easy to let go of the road not taken for some of us. And is that logical? I mean, not really. If you think about it, what makes sense is you do the pro and con, you pick the obvious winner, and then you walk down the path without a second thought. And yet... Many, many, many of life's decisions have a cost-benefit trade-off. This last part, getting help with your decision, could be just as important as the other aspects of making a well-formed decision. Getting help where appropriate actually has two parts. Is the help is who you're inviting to be your decision-making guide and how you're going to treat yourself. Part of the decision is inviting in the future version of you who's going to have opinions about your decision. Asking for guidance for decisions is very, very powerful. I think some people instinctively ask for help with their decisions more than other people. It, it, it's interesting to pause and think about who do you choose to be your decision guides? Do you ask your friends and family for help? Why or why not? Do you tend to connect with people who have similar perspectives to you, to you or different perspectives? Do you tend to connect with people with 
contrarian perspectives to round out what you might not see or you might not perceive? Or do you choose people who tell you what you want to hear? I will fully admit that my preferred decision-making style is I would do the whole pros and cons thing, and then I would probably ask people for opinion who may already agree with the decision that I'd made. They they were, you know, people who'd be like, oh, yes, yes, that sounds like a good decision. I was much less self-confident in my past, and so I wouldn't go out and seek contrarian opinions. I would avoid dissent because it wasn't just a decision that they were disagreeing with. It, it just felt like it was personal. <laughs> it's helpful to think about what kind of self-confidence, what kind of self-trust would help you seek out people who are going to give you an extremely different opinion on your decision. It's fun to think about who you bring in to be your decision-making guides. I recently made a very decision. At the time, it felt very, very sad. So there was an invitation to attend an event, and I found out that somebody that I have gotten to know over the past few years was going to be there, and they live overseas. I wanted to go and meet this person in person so much, and yet there were other things that were taking a priority. I was having such a hard time struggling with this decision. And the pro and con, find the clear winner, move on, wasn't working in part because this wasn't a logical decision solely. It was it was a decision that brought up a lot of emotions for me. And what I ended up doing, you know, inspired in part by this TED Talk about how Decision-making guides can help us make a, a decision and see a fuller picture besides just there's, you know, a hundred T's on the wall, just pick one and live with it, is, is talking to somebody who was going to give me a different perspective. My heart was saying, yes, go, and my head was saying, no, this isn't right. Normally, I would have gone and talked to people who'd be like, just follow your dreams. Instead, I, I talked to someone who had a very different perspective. That conversation helped me guide myself into making a decision that I felt was a well-formed decision. I have trusted advisors to help me decide. One of my trusted advisors is me in the future. I quite literally said to myself, okay, so I'm going to make this decision. And three months after the event has passed, I am going to talk to that version of me who's going to be very supportive of my decision and remind me why I made the decision that I made. So decisions, they happen every day, hundreds, thousands of times a day. And they're not often very easy. They're very often not something we can just sort into a pro and con list and be like, oh, well, obviously this is the way we should go. We just have more to choose from and more texture around all of our decisions, big and small. I recently got a, a second car so that my son and I can both get where we need to go. There was something I needed for the car and just looking online for this thing I needed for the new car, there were so many options. It was, it was mind numbing. 
it can really put us into that analysis paralysis. And sometimes asking someone for help, not just crowdsourcing it, but if you have a partner or a trusted advisor saying, hey, you know, what three things should I think about when making this decision, you know, and get guidance from other people. I think that really helps minimize regret is when we decide in advance that we're going to be nice to ourselves in the future. And when we bring in those attributes of a well-formed decision. And again, those are that, that you're balancing the resources you have at hand and in the future, that you're not spending too much energy listing things out, having conversations that aren't moving you forward, that you're deciding to be compassionate and that you get good help making your decisions this week. Notice what your decision-making style is. Do you tend to do the pro-con list thing and try to be very logical? Who do you ask to be your decision guides? Do you have a couple of trusted advisors in your life and when you're facing a decision, you bring it to those people? Do you like to talk your decision situation out with other people? Do you like to journal about it? I think it's really fun to think about guided decision-making and how we can improve the outcomes for ourselves, not just the actual logic of the decision, but the way we feel about it afterwards. One of the surprising things that I have discovered as I've been implementing this idea of guided decision-making, the thing that has become a really beautiful benefit is that it's such a great relationship tool. When you have trusted advisors and you have these conversations about your decisions, it can be such a relationship builder. And it's such a privilege to be somebody else's trusted advisor or their decision guide. So I really want to encourage you to look at decisions in your life. And we're really taught to make good decisions. And sometimes that can mean going inside our head. But how could this be a way to amplify? the quality of the relationship in your life. So think about yourself. Who do you trust when you're making a decision? Do you invite yourself into dissenting opinions? And does it have an opportunity to improve the relationship with yourself and others? Such a fun thing to think about. Until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.